I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a Jesus Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. Tabernacle Christian Family Church influence setting. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our confidence. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Saturday. We see it established in our lifetime. Saturday, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, that you minister unto us by your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that the entrance of your word brings light in Jesus' name. That God, even as we receive your word this evening, that God, you build unto our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we are continuing on our subject tonight, uh, which is Jesus the Messiah. So this is part, part four today. Hallelujah. Jesus the Messiah. Yeah, that Jesus is our Messiah. Now let's turn to Matthew chapter 16, our key scripture. And verse 13 says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they say, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? You know, Jesus regarded him as himself the Son of Man. Eh? You know, he always acknowledged that he came in this human body as you know, a human being, the son of man. He never said, I am the son of God. He said, you know, who do you say the son of man is? Referring to himself. And then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? And verse 16, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You, know, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now we have established already that uh, here Jesus was not known as the Christ. He was known as Jesus. Yeah. It was his name. That was, it was a given name. 
that he was Jesus. And uh, we have established also that uh, Christ, uh, demons knew that he is the Christ. When he cast out demons, they would cry out and say, we know who you are. You know, and then Jesus would say, be quiet. And he would quieten them. And because they knew that this is the Christ. Now, when now Simon Peter said that I am, I mean that you are the Christ, Jesus said that flesh and blood, look at, look at the following verse, you know, when he said that, you know, said, blessed are you, Jesus answered, verse 17, blessed are you, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Uh, that this revelation that I am the Christ, you never got it by studying or somebody telling you. There is no human being who told you that I am the Christ. But this is a revelation from the Father. You know, but my Father who is in heaven. Uh, this is the revelation that I am the Christ. Now, when he said that, what did it mean? You know, you are the Christ. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the, the words, the Hebrew word, is you are the Messiah. Now, that is why some translation will say, you are the Messiah. So he was the Messiah. The Messiah, he, he was, he is, you know, uh, they were saying that you are the one that, God prophesied that he would come. And when he comes, this is what he will do. You know, you are the Messiah. And so, so Peter said that you are the Messiah. Now, you remember John the Baptist, uh, when he was in prison, he sent his disciples to Jesus to inquire, you know, are you the Messiah or should we wait for another? And what was the response of Jesus? He said, go and tell John, uh, the lame see, I mean the blind see, the lame walk, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the deaf hears, you know, miracles are happening. So meaning that what I am doing is the evidence that I am the Christ. You know, I am the anointed one. So uh, Peter said, you are the Christ. You are the anointed one. Now, uh, we have also seen that Christ is not a surname of Jesus. Right? When we say Jesus Christ, it's not Jesus' first name and Christ's uh, last name. That's not what it is. Yeah. But Christ means the anointed one, the one who is anointed. Now, we, need, we, we get a better understanding when we look at what the Jews understood by then about Christ. Yeah. And uh, we get that from the Old Testament. So we will be, I'll be giving you a number of scriptures, 
you know, if you're writing them down, you can, you know. Now, the word Christ uh, in, in Greek, it's a Greek word. So what happens is that we know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Yeah, and so, so the word Messiah, it's a Hebrew word. Yeah. And then the word Christ, it's a Greek word. So the word Christ, it's in, in Greek, it's a, it's a Greek word. In Greek, it's the word Christos. You know, Christos. So Christos... Uh, it's, it means, literally means the anointed one. So when, when, when Peter said to Jesus, you are Christ, he was saying, you are the anointed one. Are you with me? Yeah. So you are the anointed one. Yeah. Now, uh, the word, that's what it is, Christos. Yeah. Now, this word comes from Christos, the anointed one. Maybe if I can just give you a little bit of, you know, how Greek. You see, uh, in, in, in English, and also maybe in our uh, languages, the, we understand the meaning by the way the sentence is constructed. Sentence construction. Are you with me? Yeah, that you understand that this is a, a what? This is a subject. Again, we have a subject. We have a verb. And then we have a object. The man kicks the bone, or a bone, right? So the man is, is a subject, yeah. And then uh, kicks is a verb, right? Yeah. And then ball is a, an object, right? Are you with me so far? Now, here is another sentence. The boy sits on the table. So what is the subject here? The boy is a subject, right? Sits is a, it's a verb. And then table is a, an object. The boy sits on the table. I take the same words. The table sits on the boy. So what is the subject here? No, I thought you said earlier on the boy is the subject. <laughs> Sentence construction. So it's because what? What comes first? The noun that is in the beginning, in this sentence, becomes a subject on an active voice. Oh, that's another thing. On an active voice, right? 
So we, we understand when somebody speaks, we understand because of the way the sentence is constructed. Are you with me? Now, when it comes to Greek, that's not how it works. A subject can be anywhere. Can be in the middle of the sentence. Can be at the end. In an active voice. You know, an object can be the beginning. So it can be like that. So in Greek, we don't get understanding by the sentence construction. It's different. But we get understanding by the word construction. Eh? Not a sentence, but you see, the, 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 the subject will be, it will have certain ending that will tell you that this is a subject. And an object will have a certain ending that will tell you that this is the object. And uh, also the verb, the way it's constructed, it will tell you that whether it's past tense, it's present tense, it's active, or it's passive, you know, all of that. It will tell you all of that. You are learning. I'm glad that you're learning. So, uh, but every word, it will have what we call a root word. And then a root word will have an ending. You know, so which will determine whether it is uh, past tense, it is plural, is it, you know, uh, singular, you know, all of that. The ending will tell you all of that. Yeah. So, like singular, uh, present tense, it will end with omega which is transliterated W in our language. Yeah. So when you see a verb ending with W or omega, then you know that it's present tense singular. I'm trying to be slow so that you can catch I know where I am getting to. Are you with me? So now, let's get the word, anoint. Yeah. Uh, so the word is the word creo. So when you go, go to dictionary or you go to Strong's Concordance, the words that are there are in singular a present tense, if it's a verb, you know. Uh, so they are in, in that, all the, just like the words in English. When you go to dictionary, how are the words written in a dictionary? Singular, uh, present tense, right? 
For instance, uh, what is the word that I can use? Eh? Eat. Now, what, and then what is the past tense of eat? Eight, right? So when you go to a dictionary and then you look for eight, you will be looking for a long time. making sense yeah. but you have to whatever word it is you bring it in the singular you find out what is the singular and what is the present tense and then that word you know like in this instance eat then you go to dictionary you will find it and then in it other dictionary they will tell you the past tense is this the present tense is this you know the past, the past tense is this yeah, but where in alphabetical order it's in present uh, singular. So now it is the same thing also in like we go to Greek, Greek, uh, you know, lexicon, Strong's Concordance, for instance. The words there are in singular present tense. So you'll find that somebody maybe reads a Bible and then from there he says uh, this word goes to Strong's Concordance. This word is such and such a thing. And then when you take that word, you go to that verse, you'll never find that word. Why? Because the verse are not written in singular present tense. They are written in whatever there. Some are in past tense, some are in according to the context are you with me yeah and so uh, yeah. so you know it's important that you understand all of that you know like also the preachers the bible school students you know, always say that you know don't venture into Greek Hebrew if you're not sure because you'll be saying some things and then they might not be correct. Are you with me? Now, uh, because you are just, you go to Strong's Concordance and say, oh, this is what it says. No, that's what it says in a present singular form. You know, and then most of the time it's the root weight. It gives you the root weight. So now, in this case, uh, anointed, you go for, you, you go for anoint, right? Anoint is singular present tense. Yeah. So the word anoint is the word krio, krio, you know, is chi, ro, omega, or indigo, omega. Okay. Transliterated. Now, when we say transliterated, we mean there is no alphabet. Alphabet is a Greek, it's a Hebrew, so you can't say translated. So, but you, you take what is closer. So it would be like maybe C, H, uh, the R 
I-O. That's the, 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 the closest. Yeah. Now, please bear with me. I'm getting somewhere. It might, it might be bumpy now, but, you know, just hang in there. Are you with me? So now, here is the thing. Yeah. So the word here, Krio. Krio, it's translated anoint. Yeah. Now, I told you that the, in Greek, you look at the word construction. So now, uh, in English, we'll say the one who is anointed or the anointed one, right? It's several words. So, but now, in Greek, it's not several words. It's just one word. Is that creo? Then you get the endings. You know, Christos. You understand? So the root word, like it's C H R I, then W O O, O O W Omega in, in Greek is a present tense. So Omega now, because you're moving away from present singular, so you drop it. Then you add, and on the root word, you add what, uh, whatever form you want to be talking about. So that's where the word Christ comes from. But the Greek word is the word Christos, the one who is anointed. So when you find Christos, you literally are saying the one who is anointed. Or you, you are saying the anointed one. That's what it means. Are you with me? And so, anoint, it's creo. Now, there is also a word that in English is translated anoint. Uh, the Greek word. Now, which, which I want to, to dwell on. Now, that Greek word is the word alefo. Are you with me? Alefo. You know, for. Krio. It's omega. Or O at the end. Alefo. You know, O at the end. So O is present tense. When you find omega, W, you know, at the end, it's present tense singular. So now, a lay for. Yeah. It also in English, it's translated anointed. Or rather, anoint. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, I've written that on the, on, in my book. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, go and get a book, you know. <laughs> and then, so uh, I've, I've, I've written you know, uh, that. Now, now, what I want to move on, it's, it's not in my book, but, you know, maybe it will be in my second, you know. 
Now, uh, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic, right? Now, before Jesus was born, the common language was because the 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 uh, uh, the the Babylonian Empire, you know, was was captured, and then ultimately the Greek Empire became the ones that were powerful. They they built empire, yeah, and then so now they popularized their language. So the Greek language became like English of today. You know, with English, you can, uh, you can speak, you can go to many nations. People understand English. Are you with me? So it was the same thing with Greek. So many people now started to speak Greek. And and uh, because they were now in this Greek empire, and then the Greek empire fell, the Roman empire came into power. But when the Roman empire came into power, the language still remained Greek. You know, the Latin, which is the Roman language, you know, uh, only followed years later. You see, like in the Roman Catholic Church, it's a Roman language, it's Latin. The language that they use, the Bible that they use, the Latin Bible. You know, because it's a Roman language. Latin, it's a Roman Empire language. You know, so but now, when Jesus, and when the New Testament was written, and also when Jesus was alive, the language that was common was a Greek language. You're with me again. So, what, this is what had happened is that before Jesus was born, now people, because the common language was now, uh, was now Greek, and so now the Jews that were in diaspora, those that were away from Jerusalem and uh, away from, uh, you know, Judah, you know, Israel, they were in Syria, they were in Rome, they were in Egypt and so forth, they were speaking Greek. We call them Hellenists. Right? They are Greek-speaking Jews. Remember there was a a, 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 a what? A dispute in Acts chapter 6 yeah, and and uh, people complained, and they said that the 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 Jewish-speaking widows were taken care of more than the Greek-speaking, more than the Hellenists, the Greek-speaking Jews. You remember that, you know. And so that's when Paul said that. I mean, uh, Peter stood up and said that we can't leave the word and you know serve tables. Choose men who will who will be there. Who will take care of the and then all seven of them, those names, Stephen, you know, Philip, those are Greek names. They are not uh, Hebrew names. Yeah. So during that time there was that situation. And that is why you find people were having two names. Just like you have your 
your Sotho name and you have your English. Because English, I carry it's popular. I have Budi, it's a Sotho name. I have David also, it's an English name. So you have people like Simon, it's a Hebrew name, but Peter, it's a Greek name. You have Judas, it's a Hebrew name, but Iscariot, it's a Greek name. It's not a name and a surname. Hey, I've been telling you all this. <laughs> Oh, it's Karyon. <laughs> no, it's a Jewish name, and it's a, a, it's a Hebrew name, and it's a Greek name. We have people like Saul. It's a Hebrew name. And Paul, it's a Greek name. That is why when he was in Jerusalem, he was known as Saul. But when he went into missionary, he says, now, now eggs talks about from Acts chapter 14 it changes now you know from Saul to Paul because now he was in Greek territory hey <laughs> do you understand you see the Bible is beautiful I'm telling you the Bible is you will enjoy the Bible it's great yeah. and so uh, and so Greek was now the name, the name that was, you know, that was there. Yeah. Is there a way that, because I'm not going to finish before seven, definitely. Is there a way of getting the message? When we go on load shedding, we still record. We'll try to switch quickly. And then we'll still record. So, so at least the podcast. Those that are, uh, you know, online, you know, uh, you'll just continue. When when we're going on load shedding at seven, I was supposed to finish at seven, but I can't. I'll be doing injustice. So, uh, just switch switch on to the next whatever link. The next link, you know. But the podcast, when we, when we get it uh, tomorrow, it will have the whole message. You won't miss out. You know, you won't miss anything. All right. So, what was I talking about? Greek was the common language. People were now speaking Greek. Yeah. And so that is why they were carrying two names. They would carry the Hebrew name, they would also carry the Greek name. Yeah. And so, uh, when Peter said that you are uh, the Christ, it was a Greek word, Christos. You are the anointed one. Now, because now uh, Greek was now a common language, before Jesus was born, now, people saw fit that they translate the Old Testament, which was in Hebrew and Aramaic, they translate it to Greek. So, the, the people 
you know, like in many of the synagogues, the Bible that was read was a Greek Bible, Greek Old Testament. Get together again. Yeah, it was not a Hebrew. In some, they must have been uh, reading a Hebrew Bibles in some instances, but like in the diaspora and everywhere, it was the, the Greek language was was the common language. So it was the Greek language that was uh, that was there. So the word Christos is the word uh, the anointed one. Now you look now, we go now. This is I said all of this just to come to this point, which is so critical. And that is now uh, I haven't studied Hebrew. Yeah. And so I can't say much about Hebrew, but I've studied Greek. And I love Greek. Yeah. And uh, so now I then rely on the Old Testament, the Greek Old Testament. Because that is the Bible, the New Testament believers, the the uh, uh, you know, Jesus, and that's the Bible that they, they, they were accustomed to. Those are the words that they knew. Are you with me? Yeah. So now I go to uh, like one of the Old Testament uh, Greek Bible. We call it Septuagint. Septuagint, the uh, Greek, uh, 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 the scholars were taken from uh, Judah to to Egypt, you know, Alexandria, you know, 72 of them, you know, and they translated the Old Testament into Greek. Yeah. And that is one of the Old Testament that was being spread, you know, that people were reading and were using. And so, now, uh, what happens is, now we go to that Old Testament. I go to that Old Testament, Greek Old Testament. And then I look at this word Creo. Where was it used? And that's where it gets interesting. You want to know where it was used? You know, the word that is translated, you know, uh, the anointed one, Christos. You know, where was it used? telling you that it is exciting. Now, it is used when God told Moses and then he said to Moses, Moses, I want you to uh, I want you to, to anoint priest Aaron you know, and everybody into office. Yeah. So, uh, let's look at what scriptures should we uh, look at? Okay. Let's look at Exodus. Exodus 25 and verse 6. 
Exodus 25, verse 6. It says, uh, now God tells Moses here that people were to contribute for the sanctuary. Yeah. And then invest that you shall, they shall do this and uh, this gold, silver, bronze, all of that. And then in verse 6 says, oil. They should also contribute oil for the lamps. Yeah. So there, were, there was oil that was lighting up the lamps. Yeah. And then it says, spices to do for the what? For the anointing oil, for the fragrant incense. And so that word anointing there is that word, you know, Greek word where the root word would be singular and where it will be krio. And it's the same word where we're getting Christos. You know, so krio or Christos. You, know, you shall have, you know, that. And so uh, that's one scripture that you can uh, look at. And let's go to chapter 29. And verse 21. Are you with me? It says, then take some of the blood from the altar, mix it with a special oil, eh? and sprinkle. Oh, okay, I'm reading from ERV. Let me read it from ESV. Then you shall take part of the blood that is on the altar, and of the anointing oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron and his garments, and on his sons and his sons' garments with him. He and his garments shall be holy, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. So they were to put a anointing oil, you know, on a, on Aaron. They were to anoint him. So that word is the word also coming from the word Creo. That's where we're getting the word Christos, you know, Christ from. You're with me so far. Yeah. Now let's go to. Uh, Exodus 28 verse 41 it says and you shall put them on Aaron your brother and on his sons with him and shall anoint them shall creo you know anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them that they may serve me as priest. So is the word, you know, uh, again, Creo, you know, which we are getting Christos from, you know, the anointed one. You shall do what? You shall Creo. You're with me. Yeah. So, and, uh, so to, to cut the long story short, is that where God said that they were to anoint the priest and they were to anoint the utensils uh, that were in the tabernacle, 
you know, and everything, the tabernacle, the tent itself, they use the word Krio. Dedicated unto God. They anointed. Yeah. And, and where they were also to anoint kings is the word Krio. Yeah. Like God said that uh, go uh, and anoint, it tells Samuel, you know, that go, uh, I'm sending you a man, which is Saul, and when he comes, you shall anoint him as king of Israel. You shall creo. So the word there that it's used is the word creo. So we see here that uh, if you're writing, should we change over? You'll tell me when, when you're ready. Uh, and then the recording. recording. We're recording here. So I can continue. All right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the scripture that I gave you is First uh, Samuel 9, verse 16. Yeah. That when Saul was to be anointed as the next king of Israel. Uh, that, that was that. Yeah. And also, uh, so the word that is used there is the word Creo. You know, the anointed one. So now, when, okay, you still want more scriptures? Gave you Exodus 30, verse 26. Okay, Exodus 30, verse 26. With it you shall anoint, Creo, the tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony. Exodus 28:41 I gave you. All right. Exodus 29:7. Okay. You shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint. So the way where you find the English word anoint is the word creo in these verses that I'm giving you. Yeah. And it all concerns the dedication of the uh, of the priest the, you know, the anointing of the priest, the anointing of the things, the, t uh, the tabernacle, all the apparatus, you know, and also the king. You know, you find that scripture uh, in there. So, uh, that was 27, 29, 7, right? You know, and 29, 21. I gave you that one. 
Okay. And then uh, also Exodus 30, I gave you 30. 30, 36. 26. So 30, 31. Yeah. About the anointing oil. Yeah. Uh, is the creo. Still we are getting the anointing oil. Its root, anointing oil. Its root is from the root word creo. Which is the same root word as Christ, Christos, the anointed one. So I gave you that, right? And then Exodus 35, verse 28. Did I give you that one? Mm. Talking about spices and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for fragrant incense. You know, for the anointing oil. So, in the Old Testament, where you find the word anointing oil, that's where you find uh, the Greek word for that. The root word for, uh, for anointing oil is the word creo. Which is where we are finding the word Christos. The anointed one. Okay. Oh, this is exciting. Are you enjoying this? Are you enjoying it more than I am enjoying? So, okay. Now, where we don't find a Okay, also you can look at Leviticus 8, verse 2. Leviticus 8, verse 2. Still the same uh, root weight, you know, from Creo. Leviticus 10, verse 7. And do not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting, lest you die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. Creo the anointing oil, and they did according to the word of Moses. And this is one of the exciting and you know, great uh, verse. Now, Numbers 4, verse 16, And Eliezer, the son of Aaron, the priest, shall have charge of the oil for the light. So you see that there is an oil for the light. And the fragrant incense, the regular grain offering, and the anointing oil. So it's two different oils here. So even in the Old Testament, there were two different oils. The anointing oil was not a regular oil. And uh, it says here, with the oversight of the whole tabernacle and all that is in it, and of the sanctuary and its vessels. So that was the anointing oil uh, that was there. So we find, we find those scriptures. Now, where... When a person had leprosy, he would be outside of the camp. And now when that person is healed, 
he will come to the priest with a gift, you know, with an offering. So let's look at uh, look at that scripture. You know, Leviticus fourteen. Leviticus uh, 14 from verse where should I start in? Now uh, verse 10 maybe let's start at verse 10 it says and on the eighth day he shall take two male lambs without blemish and one ewe lamb a year old without blemish a grain offering of three tons of an apple of fine flour mixed with oil and and one lock of oil it was a flour mixed with oil and one lock of oil a pinch a small you know portion of oil now this oil was not the anointing oil Otherwise, the Bible would have said it here. So we never find the word creo right here. Yeah. Uh, are you with me? And the priest who cleanses him, verse 11, shall set the man who is to be cleansed and these things before the Lord and at the entrance of the tent uh, of meeting. And the priest shall take one of the male lambs, offer it for a guilt offering along with the lock of oil, and weigh them for a wave offering before the Lord. And he shall kill the lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering in the place of sanctuary. For the guilt offering, like the sin offering, belongs to the priest. It is most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood. Eh? Shall take what? Some of the blood of the guilt offering. And the priest shall do what? Put it on the lobe of the right ear. Eh? the right ear and not only that uh, the right ear uh, what verse are we 14 you know, of him who is to be cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand thumb, eh? uh, thumb and on the big toe of his right foot so he will take blood and put it here Put it here and put it right there. Yeah. And so, what happened? Then the priest, I guess he has taken blood, he has put it there. Then the priest shall take some of the lock of oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand and dip his right finger on the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle some oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. Yeah. And some of the oil that remains in his hand, the priest shall put it on the lobe of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. So after the blood, he will put in oil now. Now, uh, that's what, and this is not the anointing oil. So now, what we see is that people that were anointed with anointing oil were people, were the priests, you know, 
and also the kings. You know, and then uh, though it's not clear, but uh, probably the prophets. Yeah. So they were and they were the anointed of God. You know, the anointing oil was upon them. They cured. Now, what is the anointing oil? What do we understand by the anointing oil? Anointing oil was very special. So we will look into it uh, just now. So I want the scriptures you know, uh, that now explain in the book of Exodus. This is the you know, this is how you are to do the anointing oil. You know, in Exodus 30, verse 31. It says, And you shall say to the people of Israel, this shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. Who is he speaking to? So who is he talking about? This instruction concerns who? Children of Israel. And which generation? All generations, right? So it was, this was limited to the Jews. So if you are not a Jew, please, already. Yeah, yeah. already. If you are not a Jew, already you are out. Because, yeah, God, that's what God says. Says, this is, this shall be my holy anointing throughout your generations. And now, verse 32 it shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person. Eh? Yeah. It's Elagamuka everywhere, anointing one. <laughs> Even within the Jews, this anointing oil you know, it was against God's law to be put on an ordinary person. Even in the Old Testament. Now, what about the New Testament? If that was in the Old Testament, so what chance do you think we have in the New Testament? Eh? Is this the Bible? Maybe I'm reading Reader's Digest, you know. These phones, I don't trust them. Is there anyone who has a physical? Is that a physical Bible? I'm telling you, you are born again. <laughs> you are born again. Read it for us. Because what are you talking Yes. Um, it must never be used. To it must not. It must never be used. To anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. Ish. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. It must never be used for on anyone else and it must never be you shall never make a a blend what is a blend 
a mixer. Meaning that God owns the copyright and then you can never do it. The copyright only belongs to God. And God has given it only to the priest, the copyright. You shall not... So, if you say, oh, I know how to do it, and then I go home, and then I mix it, yeah, then I have, I am against God's, God's law. I have violated the law of God, and I will be cut off. In other words, God will kill me. Yes, we are getting there. Yeah. So, uh, it's only the people, it says, you shall not make a blend. You shall not mix it. Now, what? Now, I want to get to what makes it anointing oil. So it shall be holy, holy to you. You shall respect it. It shall be holy to you. Verse 33, you get it. Whoever compounds any like it, eh? you, you know, you don't have a copyright. So if you're doing it, you know, whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people, shall die. That's what God says. Shall die. Yeah. Now look at verse 34. He says, this is how, then God tells him, this is how to make it. But the fact that I'm telling you how to make it, it's in the Bible, does not mean that you are supposed to be doing it. Because we read before that whoever does it shall be cut off. But this is, this is what makes it the anointing oil. The Lord said to Moses, take sweet spices, stacked an onyxia and galbonum, sweet spices with pure frankincense. Of each shall be an equal part. Yeah. Continue. And make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt pure and holy. So now, you take, you take the olive oil, eh? because the oil that we use was the olive oil, and then you add all these seven spices. You add them. You blend them together. I can really blend that Go higher. Blender it. Mix everything. So God says you shall blend it together. And then that is what it's called the anointing oil. So if you go to the service, you take, you know, fish oil, you take cotona, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, excella or whatever, or even olive oil from Israel. Number one, it does not have these mixtures. 
So it's out. Kuriun seeds already. Number two, you are not supposed to have it mixed if, you know, is this. So wind seeds already. So you're operating really outside of God's plan and purpose if you are to live now by Old Testament. By Old Testament, you are just disqualified. According to the Old Testament, Pastor Luisa has uh, the one that is, uh, yeah. yeah we, we went to a Palestinian when we were in Israel. Eh? My Muslim. Arigis anointing oil. You know, and there is one here, pomegranate, fertility anointing oil. Anointing oil from Israel. Eh? Another one, ke henna, prosperity anointing oil. Pastor took pictures of them. Another one is cedar of Lebanon. Healing anointing oil. And it's another one, cinnamon. What's that? It's also yeah, it's healing anointing oil. Then we have cinnamon prosperity anointing. We have henna prosperity anointing. Hey. Who is, who is selling them? Muslims. Because they are selling it to gullible Christians. They are doing business. When you, you bring it here and say, I have anointing from Israel. Look here, it has nothing to do with God. So, uh, that is the anointing oil that they were, that Moses had to do right there. It is pure, it is holy unto the Lord. And it is in that anointing oil, God says that he uses the word creo. Christos comes from creo. uses the word creo. Yeah. So, meaning that this is, a, you know, the anointing. This is the anointing that we're talking about. So now, like when they were anointing a priest, they would first put blood, then they would put the, the oil, this anointing oil. Yeah. So now, what blood was it? It was the blood of animals, right? So what did that blood signify? That Jesus will come. So now in the New Testament, we, we're no longer doing, uh, we have done away with animal blood because Jesus has come. Now, if the blood is a shadow, do you think that the anointing should, will remain the same? No. It has to be a shadow also. And so that is why in the New Testament you never find the word anointing oil. In the New Testament you never find it. 
you can start now until next week when we come to church from Matthew until Revelation. You will never find the word anointing oil in the New Testament because it is only limited to the Old Testament and it was a shadow. Just like the blood of animals were a shadow, was a shadow. You know, that the anointing oil was a shadow. A shadow of the real anointing who is the Holy Spirit who is to come. So I am just surprised. Why are people taking some shadows and then are leaving away some other Take all of them. If you go shadow line, take all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shadow line. You know. So don't take half and leave others. If you don't go shadow line, then don't go shadow. If you go reality, Go reality. Yeah. Are you with me? And so, that's where now the anointing, so it's limited in there. I told you earlier on that the other word that is used for anoint, the Greek word, is the word aleifo. Now, Yesterday, I was telling Pastor Lisa, hey, I, was, I was digging into this, you know, Pastor Lisa was so tired after ladies' conference, she was gone, Cabo Rocco, but I couldn't sleep. I was just getting into this, just enjoying the way. Yeah. And so, the word I lay for, now I go to the Old Testament Greek Bible to find out, was it there? And so I searched it. Now look at where the word alepho is used. It is there, you know, which is translated in English anoint. But look at where it is used. You want to? Yes. Now, the first one, you remember Ruth and Naomi? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, look at the, the scripture. What happens? Uh, Naomi tells Ruth, Ruth, I want you to go and, you know, wash yourself, go and, and, and present yourself to, to Boaz. Now look at verse, uh, 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 Ruth 3, verse 3. He says, wash therefore and do what? Anoint yourself. That word is not the word creo. That word is the Greek word alepho. He says, anoint yourself and put on your clothes and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. So anoint yourself. Do you think he was taking anointing oil and putting it on? So what kind of anointing was this? Yeah, Vaseline. Yeah. I have a lotion here. Where is my... To it back. Yeah, see, my, my hands were dry. You know, it had nothing to do with spiritual. Don't say, you know. So, uh, 
Mr. Webiba bought it for me and to put it in the car because he realizes he realizes that my hands are dry. Bless his heart. Say it will stay in your car. This one will stay in your car. Did you did you did you pray for it or did you get it? <laughs> So I was worshiping, I looked my hands, hey, my hands are dry. So I put it in. Pastor Luisa, next time you must buy a new gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was doing all of this. It's Yeah. You understand? So I, like what I've just done here, I didn't kill myself. I lay forward. I lay forward. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, English, uh, English size. Yeah. Are you with me? So that's what he tells him. Go and do that. Now, another scripture, uh, you remember David, uh, his son, uh, what's his son's name? Absalom. He wanted to take uh, over, and then David, uh, ultimately, David was restored to the king, but Absalom was outside. Oh, no, after Absalom killed uh, the other brother, Ammon. Yeah, that he was banished and so he, he, he then Joab, he sends Joab Joab go and talk to my father and so forth so Joab now comes up with an idea and then he tells the, uh, the lady this is what I want you to do when you go and present yourself before the king you want to see what he said yeah. so let's go to Second Samuel chapter 14 And so he says here, Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 2, verse 2. And Joab sent to Tekoa and brought from there a wise woman and said to her, pretend to be a mourner. Eh? A mourner, a person who said we have lost, you know, you know, a husband or a son or whoever. And put on morning garments eh? and look at what he says he says do not anoint yourself with oil that anoint is the word I lay for do not I lay for yourself not do not kill do not I lay for yourself with oil you know, but behave like a woman who has been mourning many days for the dead. So let me give you the last scripture. In Micah chapter 6 verse 15. Micah chapter 6 verse 16. Now, uh, this is what God says. He says, You shall sow 
Are we there? Yeah, there you are. You shall sow utabiala, but not reap ukasibun. You shall tread. You know, we were there. Yes, thank you. You shall tread olives. You know, tread olives. Eh? Tread olives meaning you, you harvest your olives, you put them in the uh, mill, and then you squeeze them, you tread them, so that oil can come out. And that is the oil that you use for lambs, for, you know, putting on as a lotion and all those. So it's God gives them judgment and says, but you shall tread olives, but not anoint yourselves with oil. The oil that comes there will never, you will never get enough oil to put in. In other words, your olives will be, will be, you know, will be dry, or it will, oil will be stolen from you, or something like that. The end result is that you shall not anoint yourself with oil. So the word they anoint is the word for. Now, what do we see in just these three scriptures? What do we see? We see, eh? We see what? Just to put on as a lotion. It had no spiritual significance whatsoever. It was a lotion. Yeah. So, but now the problem with us is that we take everything that, oh, it has a spiritual significance. It does not. Are you with me? Yeah. Now, we, we now remember this Old Testament Greek Bible was written before Jesus was born. And now we come now to the New Testament. Yeah. And now, what happens in the New Testament? In the New Testament, we now find the words uh, that are in there. You remember Jesus says that when you fast, what should happen? Yeah. Matthew chapter 6. Eh? Verse 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, do what? Anoint your head and wash your face. So what anointing there? You should be a life. It's not crystal. Anoint your head with oil. You know, so a layful. You, know, you put on a lotion. It's like God is saying, put on a lotion. Now, if it had a spiritual significance, God, Jesus himself speaking here, he should have used the word creo. Creo. But he didn't use the word creo because that has nothing to do with the spiritual significance. But he used the word a lay for. In other words, it's a lotion. Put it on. Are you with me? 
Now, let's go to the two scriptures in the New Testament. Let's go to Mark now, Mark chapter 6. Jesus sends out people to go and preach the gospel. And uh, verse 7, let's start at verse 7. And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirit. He charged them to, uh, to take nothing for their journey except their staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but they wear sandals, uh, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place you will not, uh, if any place will not receive you, and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. And verse twelve. So they went out. Now, verse eleven is Jesus speaking. Verse ten and verse eleven is Jesus speaking, right? So if your word has the red letters where Jesus is speaking, you'll find that it will be in red in verse 11 and verse 12. Is there anyone who has a Bible like that? Can I see show by a show of hands? It is like that. It has red letters. Why? Yeah. So now, so meaning is Jesus speaking. Now, Jesus, did Jesus command them to anoint them with oil? No. Let's read it again, in case we have missed it. You know, verse 10, and he said, When you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place, and if any place will not receive you, and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Why? Now, it's Mark, right? Mark is reporting. And what is he reporting? He says, verse 13, And they cast out demons. Let's hang in in the first phrase. Is there any anointing mentioned in the first phrase? No. So now, why do you cast out demons with anointing oil? At least Mark says, they cast out demons. That's it. Right? And then now look at the second phrase. And did what? And anointed with oil. Many. Who did they anoint with oil? Many who were sick. The sick. Eh? And did what to them? And healed them. So the anointing of oil here is purely to the sick. Not everybody. Right? But now, what word did they use here? It's not the word creo. It's the word I lay for. I lay for. Yeah. So, you need let me give you this. Remember, Jesus shares a story. He says a man was traveling from Jerusalem down to uh, Jericho. He met the robbers, and they beat him up, left for dead. 
and a priest came, you know, and passed the other way. A Levite came, passed the other way. Then a good Samaritan came. What did a Samaritan do? He wiped off his blood. Yeah. He cleansed him. And then after doing that, he did what? Yes, the Bible says, they does not use the word anoint, but he says he poured. You know, he poured what? Oil and wine. So that, uh, those were medicine of the day. So, oil was used for healing purposes. It was used to, 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 to uh, yeah, as an ointment. Yeah. Uh, it was also used for healing your body. People will be soaked in oil for the body. So it was a medicinal purpose. So that is why here oil, it is not referred to both. It only secluded to the sick. Are you with me? Yeah. So it's only to the sick. And so uh, they anointed with all many who were sick and healed them. So, it was the sick, you know, uh, and not the the demon possessed. And then it was also, it was not cure. It was not for the sake of uh, spiritual significance. It was not. Now let's go to James, a popular verse, right? Yeah. James chapter 5. Now, verse verse 13. It's any among you suffering, let him pray. It's anyone cheerful, let him sing praise. It's anyone among you sick, let him call, excuse me, for the elders of the church and let them do what? Pray over them. Eh? Doing what? Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, what weight was used there? A lay for. It's not the word creo. In the New Testament. So what do we see? Is that the anointing was just like you don't feel anointing half is out club with Hasaka Vaseline. Do you feel anointing coming upon you? You don't feel anything, right? You just want to be nice. So it's the same thing that we see here. And now, where was Creo in the New Testament used? 
Luke chapter 4. We will go there. Yeah. Luke chapter 4. Jesus stands and uh, he's in the temple, he's giving, he's in the synagogue, he's giving uh, the scripture to read, he reads, he opens uh, Isaiah, and uh, where it's written about him, right? And so, where is it? Verse 18. Opens up the scroll, verse 17. So he starts to read. It's him. He says in verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has done what? Anointed. What word is that? Creo. He has anointed me. You know, to proclaim good news to the poor. Is the word creo, not a layful. Yeah. So we see that it is used for it is the and who who anointed him is the Holy Spirit, right? It is not where this word is used is the Holy Spirit. It is not anointing oil. It is the real. It is not the oil. It is the real. Another scripture, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. You know, Peter, Acts chapter 10, eh? verse 38. Peter is preaching, and then he says this, how God, who does it? It's God, eh? you know, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the anointing oil. No. With the Holy Spirit. So where Creo is, it is not about the anointing oil. Because in the New Testament, we never find anointing oil anymore. It is the real, the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Amen? Yeah. Are you anointed? Let's look at Second Corinthians now, chapter one. Hallelujah. Isn't the Bible awesome? It's great, eh? Uh, what did I say you open? that the Bible is talking is verse 21. Now listen to what he says. And it is God. Eh? It, is not the, it is not the anointing oil. It is God himself who establishes us with you in Christ and has done what? Anointed us. Has cured us. So you are cured already. 
don't need anybody. You are the anointed. It is God who has anointed you. So you don't need any anointing oil. The Holy Spirit has done it in your life. You are the anointed one. Hallelujah. And so that's what we see, you know, uh, church, uh, that uh, so the word here, that was, we see from the Old Testament that where it uses the word creo, it's about putting into place, about, you know, the real anointing. But there it was the anointing oil because the Holy Spirit has not, had not come yet. But in the New Testament, because the Holy Spirit has come, now we do away, just like we did away with the, the blood of animals, you know, because Jesus has come. Now we are doing away with the anointing oil because the Holy Spirit has come. The real has come. And so, when, now, Peter said, you are the Christ. You are saying, you are the anointed one. You are the one that the Holy Spirit anointed. You are, you are the Christ. You are one that the Holy Spirit anointed. And so, we are working in that anointing. It's not in the physical, you know, any substance, but it is in the Holy Spirit himself, the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. We are working in that. Hallelujah. And so, when we... When we look at uh, Christ, we need to be always be thinking about the anointed one, the one who is anointed. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so it is important, church, that we understand uh, what the Bible is saying. Uh, right here. Now, can you open First John chapter two, verse twenty-seven? What does the Bible say? But the what? The anointing. Now the word that is used there is chrisma. So it's still from the root word creo. The anointing that you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his chrisma anointing teaches you about everything and it's true and it's not a lie just as it has taught you abide in him so it is that way you know a chrisma chrisma yeah. uh, you know from the word creo 
So it's coming from the same root way. And then all of that, it's referring to the Holy Spirit. So now, Pastor, what are you saying? This is what I'm saying. I'm saying that, you know, the anointing, Jesus was the anointed one. The same anointing that came upon Jesus is the same anointing that God has put in us. He is the anointed one. Just like in the Old Testament, it was the physical anointing of anointing oil, you know, that came upon them. That separated them. You could not touch them because they, had, they were anointed with that special anointing. Now, in the New Testament, it is not oil with seven spices, but it is the Holy Spirit himself, the real who has come, who has anointed us. And we are working in that anointing. We are in that anointing. Yeah. And so, when you identify with Christ, you are identifying with the same anointing that he walked in. You are into that anointing. You are working in that anointing. You are being embraced by that anointing. It is charisma. It is the creo, the anointing, the real one. It is not the fake one. It is not the, the one that will put you, make your face look nice and young. And No, no. It is the real one. It energizes you from inside. It empowers you from inside. It gives you power to overcome. It is the same anointing. And that is why Jesus said that upon this revelation that I am the Christ, I am going to build my church because my church will be established on the same anointing that I am anointed in. We will walk in that anointing. We will not walk in the Alepho. No. No. But we will walk in the real. That's where we will walk in. And so when you wake up in the morning, you need to thank God. Be grateful. Eh? Thank God that God has thanked you, that you chose me. You know, where would I be today if your anointing was not there, if charisma was not there? You know, if that anointing was not there, if I was not in the same anointing that you are anointed in, where would I be today? I wouldn't be no, uh, anywhere. You know, I would be nowhere, right? You know, but it's by your grace, God, that I am awake today. I can face the world today. I can face challenges today because of that anointing that I am working in, because of the grace, you know, that you have put upon my life. I can face challenges. It is not by might. It is not by power, but it's by your spirit. Your Holy Spirit has anointed me. It is just like Jesus, you are the anointed one by the Holy Spirit. It is the same Holy Spirit that has anointed me. It is by the same anointing, by the same power that I am working and I am victorious against all situations. Hallelujah. So we overcome 
by understanding. We overcome by understanding. Telling you, this, this is awesome. And I pray that we would grasp this revelation. We would walk in it. Yeah. When you are weak, you, we are strong. Yeah, because of the anointing. Paul says that even these outward bodies, even when it perishes, but inside we are renewed. You know, there is a new power that is coming in because it is the anointing. And that is why the Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord, when you stick into this anointing, it says the young men will get tired, you know, and they will grow weak. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Because their strength is not of physical strength, but it is the anointing of God upon their life, upon our lives that strengthens us, that gives us wisdom, that gives us understanding. Tomorrow when you step in into your office, you step in within that anointing, that anointing of an overcomer, that you can do all things, that you can overcome that you can solve that problem you know that you have solutions with you because the anointing rests in you Amen. that is the same anointing that we have and those are the in him scriptures in the anointing we overcome in the anointing this is what happens in the anointing this we will, we will get I, I promise you today but I had to lay this foundation so next week probably we'll get in the in him it's getting exciting hallelujah look here as a child of God you are not supposed to be a failure you are not supposed to struggle with this anointing the Bible says God says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they lack knowledge so when we take knowledge you know and then we apply this knowledge in our lives telling you that you will see God just taking you through God just you know elevating your life one step at a time but there will be improvement there will be changes in your life things will happen you know, every day when you wake up, you say, thank you, God, for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for the charisma. And I walk in this anointing. And I'm telling you that you'll see God really doing great wonders for you. Amen. And so, church, I pray that as Christians, we will not be, uh, get stuck. We, it, it's long that the devil has really kept us stuck on the, on the oil and on the, you know, you know, on the what? The shadows. Let's move away from the shadows because the real has come. Yeah. And then the anointing is not that you, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You might be having ho, ho, but there must be change in your life. Don't only be having ho, ho, no changes. No. Let there be a change. 
Let there be a transformation. Let your life move forward. Then the anointing is at work. But if it's just, ho, oh, oh, ho, no change, I'm telling you that, you know, we have to, to check what kind of anointing now is this. Eh? Ho, ho, anointing. So, Let's, let's press on to God. I want to see change. I want to see transformation in my life. When things are not working, God, I want to see things working in my life. Where am I stuck? What is happening? Give me a solution. The anointing, there is the solution. Give me that so- solution, God, so that I can see things happening in my life. And I'm telling you that when you listen, the Holy Spirit, the anointing is in you. He will guide you. Do this. Do that. Do that. When you sleep, tell yourself, God, whatever situation is, say, I believe that the Holy Spirit, you speak to me, you give me knowledge. You give me supernatural knowledge. When I wake up, I will know exactly what to do. And at times I go to sleep, I don't know. There's a challenge. I don't know how am I going to sort out this. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when I wake up, it's like a supernatural knowledge. I know this is what I have to do. And then I implement it, and it instant solution. Many a times, many challenges. Yeah. And then where I've seen God elevating me, it is in there. The anointing is within church. It, and it's within you for transformation. There must be transformation in your life. Jesus did not die so that we can just be happy. We should be happy, but at least there must be transformation in our lives. Amen? Yeah, that's, the anointing must be working. Must be working. When it's not working, we must be concerned. Why is this thing not working? Why is this thing not working? It must be working in our lives. Amen? I'm telling you that, you know, we'll see the grace just taking us from one place to another. Hallelujah. Let me just stand on our feet. Let's just begin to thank God for this anointing. Just appreciate God. Just thank God. Father, we thank you. Father, we appreciate you for the anointing. We appreciate you, God, for your grace. We thank you, mighty God, for the grace. We thank you, mighty God, for the grace. Reba kashtoboroshira baraboro koreyaraboroshende. We thank you, mighty God, that your grace is upon us. We thank you, Lord, for the charisma, the charisma. You know, uh, God, we thank you. We thank you for the anointing upon our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory, God. Reba 
re ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ra kho re ya ra ba re ya ra ba ra kho re ya ra ba re ya ne re ba kha ste be re me re ya ra ba re ya ra ba ra kho re ya ra ba re ya ra ba ra she ne re ba 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 re ya ra ba ra she ne we thank you mighty god that you anointing your grace it's working in our lives oh god we thank you mighty god and god Oh your anointing mighty God your anointing fire is working in us it's working in our lives it's working mighty God in our hearts it's working mighty God your anointing is there God your anointing mighty God reba kaste bere bare ara boro kore ara boro bare ane rebe kesto boro bare ara boro bare ara boro shene re ba 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 re ya ne re ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ro kho re ya ra ba ro she ne re ba ka re ba ro ba ro ba re ya ra ba ro ba re ya ne re ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ro kho re ya ne we bless you lord re ba ka ste be re ba re ya ra ba ro ba re ya ne re ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ro kho re ya ra ba ro kho sto ba re ya ne re ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ro kho re ya ne re ba kha she ba ro ba ro ba ro ba re ya ne re ba kha sto ba ro ba re ya ne re ba kha sto ba ro she ne ro ba 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 oh we thank you lord we thank you lord We thank you Lord. We thank you Lord. We bless you Lord. Oh, we bless you Lord. Oh, we bless you Lord. We bless you Lord. Just love God. Just love God. Receive the anointing from him. Receive the anointing from him. Re ba 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 ba. Receive the anointing from him. Oh, let the anointing Rest upon your life receive receive ribaba oh yes activate that anointing activate that gift activate that anointing in your life tonight oh you will never be the same you will never refuse to remain the same oh refuse to remain the same arabaka shibiri bakariane Reba ba 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 ma 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 re ya ne Reba ba 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 ma 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 re ya ra ba ra ba re ya ne Reba ka re ya ra ba ra ba re ya ne Reba ka shi bi re ma re ya ra ba re ya ne Oh Lord we thank you We thank you mighty God and God you're waking in our lives that there is transformation there is change oh God in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ marabaka shibiri bakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne ribababa mama mama mamare ya ne ribakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne arabakare ya rabare ya ne ribakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne ribakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne ribakare ya rabare ya ne Oh Lord we thank you Lord we bless you Lord we worship you 
Lord, we exalt your name. Ribaka shibi ribaka reyara bariyara bariyane. Ribaka reyara bariyara bariyara bariyane. Ribaka reyara bariyara bariyane. Ribaka reyara bariyara bariyara bariyane. Ribaka reyara bariyara bariyara bariyane. Ribaka reyara bariyara bariyara bariyane. Ribikeshi puri bakari yara bariyane. Ribaka ribikeshi puri yane. Ribikeshi puri bariyane. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. will be going home, you know, always be sensitive to that anointing, the creo, yeah. the anointing that will help you in everything that you are doing, the anointing will help you, it will sort out your problem, yeah. the anointing will do the rest. what Jesus said that I'm going to ask the Father. He will give you another comforter. He will walk in that anointing. And when he comes, he will do great things through you. Hallelujah. So we have that anointing in our lives. You know, it will empower you. It will lift you up. It will raise you up. It will open doors for you. That anointing. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church on that anointing. To overcome. So don't trust on your ability. Trust in this anointing. Amen. Praise God. Did you receive something from the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I told myself, I'm going to be quick, quick, you know. But when you, when you step into the river, you know that you're no longer in control. I told myself, I needed to finish by 5 to 7. Now we have passed 5 to 8. We have, but it has been great. Amen. Amen. So, you know, it is such moments where you step into the river, you just flow. You know that I just have to flow with the river. Flow with the river. And I'm telling you that 
We are going to be sharing great testimony from tonight's message. Great testimony. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Let's do the announcements.